Yo, 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 what's up? Another episode of Slightly Unqualified. I am your host today, the good-looking one, Khan. I got with me the old man, Andrew, down below, and the one, the only, the GOAT, Matt. Say what's up, Matt. There we go, there we go. So, boys, what have you been up to? Are you getting into trouble, staying out of trouble? What you been up to, Andrew? Here he goes. No, I'm just kidding. You guys thought I was moody. No, nobody thought that. Nobody thought You look like a fish. You were just doing this. That's it. That's all you were doing. There's no fish. Uh, No, I'm doing pretty good. No complaints. Uh, Pretty solid week. Excited for the weekend and 4th of July. Getting out of the heat, kind of. Going up north, staying in a cabin, going to a river, relaxing, family, all that good stuff. So... Tomorrow can't get here soon enough. Yeah, dude. But it's been a good That's week. What I'm saying. So camping, you guys gonna do like like legit camping, or are you guys gonna do like mm-hmm. that? No, I said cabin. Oh yeah. Thanks. Oh yeah, yeah, cabin. But yeah, yeah. you're gonna just sit there and drink a little cocktail. Are you gonna? Yeah. What are you gonna do, Andrew? What's your drink of choice when you're drinking? What now? A what? A cocktail? No. Like, no. Andrew's Andrew's drinking I don't drink without the I don't tail drink. Part. Okay, Ooh. so what's your oh, beverage of oh. choice? Um, Doctor Thunder or a Fanta? What's your what's your chill out drinking? What's, what's, what's your one? Mm, I do like a good Mountain Dew. So my wife has gotten me on this kick though. So there's this there's this soda shop place that she likes to go to, and there is a drink called the Cokey Mango, and it's Coca Cola oh or Diet Coke. It's a pump of passion fruit, mango puree, okay, and coconut. So, oh my god, that is way too long. It's so on, good though. When somebody man. says, "What's your hold drink on, of choice?" You don't go to a niche thing you can get at one place. What is your drink? Your drink you can get almost anywhere of choice. Yeah. Um. Right now, right now, I would say it's the <laughs> zero sugar green uh, monster. Andrew, you're getting old as shit when it comes to a Mountain Dew Coke. That's it. That's how you answer. And the fact that you're a sugar-free, oh, depending on the weather, if it's sunny. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so good. I I bet it is, Andrew, but you didn't have to give us a four. I I felt like I was watching Lord of the Rings. That's how long your answer was. Well, don't ask me next time. (laughs) Well, we'll be sure not to, trust me. (laughs) But I do need to try that drink you're talking about with the coconut. I'm telling you, man, it's life-changing. What's it I called? Bet it is. It's called Cokey Mango. You want me to list the ingredients again? I just bought no, them all on Amazon. No, no, we no got, we're good. We got, we got on Amazon. Coca-Cola. We got mango puree. All oh, right, I muted him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, all right. Sit myself out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So what have you been up to, Matt, besides buying pina colada drinks? Buying it all on Amazon is crazy. Yeah, just, you have an issue, brother. Quit. How much? Never mind. I'm not even gonna say. <laughs> Twenty five bucks. I, yeah, I know you make enough money, Andrew. Go just go buy a freaking drink. <laughs> Quit oh, making it all. Yeah. I'm like this week. Me and my wife, we've been looking at like trying to find a used commercial grade soda fountain, uh, soda fountain dispenser. We want to turn like our wet bar into like a legit like. Got your drinks. See, Andrew. Here's the thing. I say that not for you to go on a tangent about something else. It's just to tell you to buy the damn soda. I don't need an explanation excuse about nothing else. Buy I'm the starting soda. To like it. I'm starting buy to like it now. Now yeah, I'm see? intrigued. I'm intrigued now. Imagine you're in the kitchen and you're like, oh, I could go for a drink. And right next to your fridge 
you have a beverage dispenser with ice all ready to go. Because right now I got the soda stream. It's good, not great, but I want the real deal. I'm even willing. I've been searching. I found the syrup that comes in the bag that's like a gallon. I'm going to use it for about two weeks. You're going to use it for two weeks. Take pictures of it and then let it dry You're going to use it for two weeks. You're not going to use it again. You're going to invite me over for drinks or for movie Mm -hmm. night one night. Like, look what we got. We can do this now. Even though you haven't done it in six months. Absolutely. 100%. so my week, gentlemen, has consisted of work. Good job, Andrew. <laughs> work has been very uh, not busy, but busier than usual. Uh, but on top of that, I'm thinking on a new venture. So I've been recording a video every day, pretty much. Nothing crazy, just like TikTok, two or three minute videos. Haven't put them out yet. Going to edit them tonight, I think, and then release them. Uh, so that's coming soon. As you can see, my wall has stuff on it in the back here. It's blurred mm-hmm. out still. It's going to always be blurred out. But that background right there you see is going to be part of what's going on with my other videos. Uh, once I have those, I'll let you all know, of course. Uh, but with that being said, just a boring week. Nothing crazy happened. Uh, I started rewatching The Flash because I just missed Grant Gustin's Flash after watching Ezra Miller's. Um, so that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to find new shows to watch. There hasn't been much that's really intriguing me. So much so that I don't even see Invasion's intriguing me. I haven't watched the first episode still, and me being a big Marvel fan disappointed for me to say that but maybe i'll watch it tonight who knows um but my week's been boring nothing crazy nothing nothing great um Can I, I, think the, I, think, I think the highlight of my week is not seeing andrew for a week every week there it is can i tell you guys a secret secret time no but i feel like you're gonna tell us anyway i'm gonna so tell anyways i feel like the interwebs needs to know this so i've never seen squid games and i started I watching squid games Mm-hmm. And I like Squid Games for the gore, but I can't get behind anything else other than the gore. I don't know why it's so hard for me. Like the disconnected, like the dubbing, it yeah. just it, it takes me out of it. But I like it. Yeah, it's hard. Dude. It's hard. I almost want to just turn it into Korean and just just read the subtitles. So like I I I got on a big kick a couple years back watching Korean horror movies and like mm-hmm. crazy Korean style. Uh, movies and there's a movie called Battle Royale and it it, it takes place a couple years before like Hunger Games mm-hmm. and uh, it has a kind of the same thing You're there's this class of students this one grade and they get taken to an island and then the teachers pretty much tell them when it's time to go there only can only be one person standing and like they just go at it and like on some mm-hmm. gruesome murders dude like they tell them there's guns and swords throughout the island good luck and it is disturbing on so many levels but they, it was so good they made another one it's actually pretty entertaining if you're into it terrible storyline though like acting is terrible storylines terrible but it's gory and it's like very entertaining yeah yeah i did watch uh i did watch elemental this week that's a oh yeah Hell that's yeah. a highlight for sure the freaking good? good movie it's really good it's good it's uh it's it's weird it's not your typical Pixar film, but it's almost mm-hmm. your typical. It's like your typical film. It's your typical kind of like romance film, but Pixar yeah. style. And Pixar does a really good job at at it. I don't. I can't really explain it. Like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna watch it, but this could be like this plot and this the way it's written is like not. Yeah. You, it's not Pixar, but and it's like a in the style of Pixar. It's kind of hard to explain, but good movie. You're doing a great job. I would say. An eight out of ten, <laughs> maybe even a nine out of ten. 
Uh, maybe even nine out of ten. Uh, really? Eight, wow. Yeah, eight out of ten uh, for sure. But you know, there's only <laughs> there's only two ten out of tens in Pixar history. So that's like that's the the level they need to reach. They didn't reach that level. Uh, I wonder why it didn't translate to like the box office because you're now like the third person who's told me that the movie is really good, and in the box office is getting demolished. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's not coming through. But it's weird because. The box office isn't showing it, but people I know who've watched it are like, dude, it's actually a really good movie. So that's what I'm like, I'm not understanding. You know what yeah, I mean? It's gonna be a second, third week film because of two reasons. Families of families aren't can't really afford to go to the movies, and we're coming off of back-to-back releases of Spider-Man and mm-hmm. then Flash. So Elemental's just in a weird spot. It'll be a second and third week uh box office thing now even though it was pretty low not i don't even say it's that low but it's low for pixar standards the box office they beat the yeah. flash <laughs> yeah i saw that that was crazy so, that they beat the flash yeah so speaking about movies and and this is kind of what one of the first segments we're going to get into and this i know segments kind of sound cliche but i got i came across a couple list of uh top horror movies but these were imdb rotten tomato list mm-hmm. so i started going little digging little here little there and i found a website that's called the top 10 and they just list top 10 things of people's info so people submit on the top 10 and then the numbers change movies go around so i found a couple of interesting ones i wanted to bring up to you guys and i want you guys to tell me if this was overrated or underrated mm-hmm. on this list okay so the they have the category is just going to be movies it's just oh. just movies um, do you guys agree with overrated in the number one position being Avatar? Totally. First Avatar? Absolutely. Avatar. Hands down. It's not even good. Okay, so uh, go ahead, Matt. He can say whatever he is before I get on my rant. <laughs> no, no, no. You clearly have uh, yeah, you have some you clearly have 10 years this. worth of anger built up for this. Yeah, so let us hear it. Bro. I have so much anger that I haven't even seen the second one yet. Now you're dumb. Uh no, so I, I really haven't seen the second one. I need to, but you need to. <clears throat> um, it's it's when I first saw it, I was like, okay, the visual effects cool, but like the story, like you just got a it, it's Pocahontas meets um, Halo, and like you got the Halo vehicles, you got the story of Pocahontas. And you're making, it, you're oh, making it. it sound great for the record, uh, but it's it's. We, I've already seen that story. You've seen Pocahontas Halo with weird creatures in it before. I haven't seen it before until Avatar. No, I've That's seen weird. the story of Pocahontas, and I've seen the vehicles of Halo, and now I've seen them both together. And guess what? It wasn't that great. It's a new experience. Then you could take any movie, any movie, and say it's this mixed with this. So I've seen it before. But you haven't because it wasn't mixed before until this. Like that's that's a that's such a bogus argument. You could say he said he said bogus. You you could say it's it's a it's a plot failure or it's kind of boring because you know I mean it's not it's it's like a one for one copy of Pocahontas. Damn, Pocahontas is a one for one copy of Fern Gully. I I mean Fern Gully is good though. Yeah, Fern Gully is a classic. So. With that being said, before we get, I guess, get deep into this list, what would you guys' definition of being overrated or underrated be? Like when Matt's, when if I told Matt, nah, the Flash was underrated, or what would Matt, what would you say, like, like what, what's your definition of over or underrated? Uh, well, I, 
if it's where it's supposed to be at. I mean, yeah, like, like, like I have a pretty good definition. That's, it. That, that's my thing. Do I feel the movie is where it's supposed to be at? Yes or no? Okay, what's yours, Andrew? Perceived as better than it is or perceived as not as good as it is. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Okay, so I'll literally said over under with different words. <laughs> exactly. I know, and it sounded good. Um, but I threw I like perceived that. in there. Yeah, I saw that. I Google it. Um, so the, the second I, he's about to get kicked out and muted after this, <laughs> he's, yeah, he definitely has your ticket. And, today, and, and I haven't even said anything about the movie. I didn't yeah, say anything yet. I want to hear. Steve was like, Yeah, uh, so second film, moving on, <laughs> yeah. it nailed it. <laughs> Just so, um, yeah, so, so tell me what, so what's your, what's your take on this, Matt, of it being the number one overrated movie? Yeah, so uh, I need to see what comes after it because. Titanic. If the, if the better than Titanic for sure. If it comes anywhere, like if the Godfather is like fifth, this is like first, then mm-hmm. you know, overrated. But this this film transcended and changed cinema. So from that perspective of like what it brought to to like cinema and and the theaters going forward after it, it literally changed a todo everything. And yeah. the story wasn't bad and. I mean, comparing it to Pocahontas is like not the worst thing in the world. It's one of the most loved films of all time. Uh, so I liked it. Uh, if I had to say over or under, I would say it is probably over. But I think it's better than Titanic. So I'm, I'm with the yeah. ranking system is already on par for me. Yeah. So these are fan and these are like people got saw the list. And then they commented and people liking and disliking. That's how this is made. This isn't made by like critically acclaimed people. These are just fans people are bringing up. I mean, um, second really one being. Know, anyways, do they really know? Yeah, it's true. The, the one that interests me the most was um, the third overrated movie is Frozen on this list. The third movie? Not overrated. The third movie is Frozen? No, no yeah. The third movie on this list is, okay. is over, they're saying is overrated. Oh, so this list is a list of overrated things? All over overrated movies. Okay. All okay. I, I thought you were telling me that they're ranked. This is their rank. Yeah. So they so, is it over and underrated. No, so I'm so I'm sorry. So this list here is all overrated. So Avatar okay. was overrated, number one. And I disagree yeah. completely. Over, okay. uh, Avatar is right where it's supposed to be, in my opinion. Okay. So Perception. then number two was Titanic. Number three is frozen. Number four was Black Panther. With like a grip load of comments. After Uh reading them, after reading them, I kind of agree with a couple things. Saying that it was say that it was mediocre in acting in the the character development. Um the character development, I didn't (laughs) I didn't I didn't didn't agree with I didn't agree with, but some of the acting now, like watching it again, I was like, uh, it's kind of kind of cliche. It didn't really like I get it, but to put it on four or even put it on the top. 25 i don't agree with like i don't think it should be on the top 25 of overrated movies it's not even it's not overrated period not even like yeah on top 25 it shouldn't be on an overrated list yeah so that's the one i was reading the comments so I wonder what like, makes them like is it like you just said the amount of money that it draws in or no no th- so it's, this it's list is just all public opinion all public opinion right 
So number five being the oh, Lion a bunch King. Of idiots. The Lion King. The yeah. Lion King. Yeah. That's yeah. a great yeah. movie. Exactly. So I was wait, like, wait, wait, which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the live action or the OG? OG. We're talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Get him out. Uh, Get him out. You know Get him out. This list, uh, I hate it. The number six, and this okay, is probably going to be. I'll go to number ten, and then we'll go to the underrated. Number six was Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's a classic. Is it? Yeah, is it overrated? Like it's overrated. Like overrated. you hear today being like, overrated. you know, it's a, you know, it's a great movie. It's changed culture forever. Forrest Gump. Nobody's talking about. Movie's overrated. Nobody's talking about Forrest Gump. That movie's it's overrated. great, but nobody's. Talking I like the about movie. It. I, I like the movie, but overrated. Uh, yeah. Um, the Wizard of Oz. Do you think The Wizard of Oz is an overrated movie? No. I think it was. I don't think it is anymore. Yeah. Twilight. Hold on. Hold on. We got to stop for a second. Because if we're talking about, like, movies that change total, like, come on, man. Like, Wizard of Oz is in that same book as Avatar. You got did you? Did you? Hold on. Did you not hear me say that I think it's not anymore? Or did you miss that last part of my sentence? I thought it was, but uh, now I think it's not. Do you see how that works? I he was ready to fight. He was ready I to fight. I was. I was educated. <laughs> and then I rescinded my thought and changed it. Okay. So, okay. yeah, Wizard of Oz and the comments on it are – You're my son. So my this, son. Is, this is the comment somebody put, and a lot of people clicked like they supported this. Movie is creepy and strange. For what? For Wizard of Oz, creepy and strange. I was like, yeah. that's kind of weird. You know what yeah. I mean? I, mean, I don't think it's, it's, creepy. it's. I don't think it's necessarily creepy and strange. I just think it's. It's from oh, a different time. No, them monkeys yeah. are creepy. It's from a different time. Ta- what are they supposed I to don't do? Care what time? How do they time? do it better? They couldn't. Them monkeys look weird. Yeah, I'm okay. talking about the ones in the film. All right, so this movie, this is going to be the list of the top ten most underrated movies. I almost don't agree with the top five. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Matthew's going to demolish this list right now. I, I was a little bit embarrassed to even read it, but I'm going to. The first one is being – And jump in. Pansy. And jump in when you want to definitely destroy something. Number one being the most underrated movie is The Lost World Jurassic Park. Hmm. Do you guys feel like that's an underrated movie? I feel Which like one's it's Lost underrated. World? Which one's Lost World? That's, the, that's number two. Isla Sorna. That's one. That's yeah, yeah. that's Jeff okay. Goldblum that's only have the lead. That's only had the little girl in the yes. cabin. Yeah, 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 underrated. I think it's, it's underrated. underrated. Uh, I, I gotta go back and watch it. I haven't. I don't remember it. Okay, well, hold on, Andrew. Where do you out of ten? Where do you put that movie? Like how much I enjoy it, or we're talking about underrated, overrated? I'm asking you your opinion out of ten. Where do you win that movie? I don't care about the list right now. Uh, I would put it at a seven. And where do you think it's at? Well, in terms of underrated or? If you think it's underrated, that means you think everyone thinks it's what number? I think people probably think it's a four, maybe that's, maybe three or four. Okay. With that being said, yeah, that's where it's supposed to be, about a four in my opinion. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think it's, if, I, if my memory, if I can remember this movie, I thought it was terrible. I thought it was like a three or four. I think you guys are getting uh, confused with the third one. The third one's horrible. I like is that the, third the one better with? Than, 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 is that than the one that with one. Um, the dude from Wedding Crashers? No, that's uh, number two. Yeah, that, that, well, she does like the gymnastic stuff on the thing. And that's two. That's yeah, two. that movie was trash, dude. No, I trash. mean, they had that. You, you, you listed the worst <laughs> scene in the movie. 
That's the one that, that is ingrained in my head because it sucks. Um, you be like, oh, yeah, that movie with the two T-Rexes that ripped that guy in half. Oh, that happens because the yes. shitty gymnastics thing got me, you know what I mean? So anyway. That's literally uh, the worst scene in the movie. Yeah, I know. It was terrible. Maybe may give the movie a three. Number two would be Castaway. Underrated? Uh, underrated. Castaway's Ooh, a really good movie. That's, a good, but I don't, that's where it's, it's supposed good, to be. Yeah, but I don't think... I don't think it's underrated. I no, think it's exactly people have where it where it's supposed to be. I think. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good movie. I don't know if I fully understand this concept that, that you're talking about. What What are you confused about, my son? Let where people have you. it, like again, if I say it's a seven, you believe that everybody else or the majority is going to say, yeah, that movie's a seven. Are you asking me that? Uh, yes, clarify for me, Dad. When, okay, so <laughs> generally speaking, when someone says Castaway. They talk about it in high regards, correct? Seven. Yeah. No, I'm not asking you what it is. People usually, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. I'd compare I mean, it to it's probably around the same as Jurassic Park, Lost World. You see the problem? You see the problem now with your logic? <laughs> Anyways, what I'm trying, I'm trying to get this around your head and you're too busy not thinking about what I'm trying to tell you, okay? Listen, Chief. Listen closely. Look into the camera. Keep your hands away. Keep your hands away from your lap area, okay? When people say <laughs> a movie, Right. Let's let's say, let's say Godfather for example. Mm-hmm. Everyone pretty much synonymously agrees it's a nine, if not like a ten a out of ten. Two. Okay. We we agree there. Nine, ten out of ten. Two. So when somebody says that movie's overrated, it means that they think it should not be at a nine or a ten. It should be at like a five or a six or something like that. Anything below a nine, pretty much. When someone says a movie's underrated, like Jurassic World, and like consensus consensus says. That movie is not very good. It's in that four to three range. Do you agree it should be there? If you think it shouldn't be there and should be higher, it's underrated. If you think it should be there or should be lower, then it's overrated. Okay. I think I understand. Thank you. Thank you for the clarity. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't hard to understand, but. <laughs> yeah. So th- I mean, what's, yeah. What's, what was crazy to me is the number three movie is The Great Mouse Detective. Underrated? Yeah, as underrated. hundred percent. Yeah, I fucking love is, that listen, movie. Listen dude. to me. That is the best Disney film they've ever come out with, and it's not close. Okay, that dude, is that movie's eight out of good. ten, if not nine out of ten, and they have not reached peak Disney since then. So, do you think it's underrated or overrated, Andrew? Remember, th- think about it. He just shit all over well, you. Tell me. I, I know, I'm thinking about it really hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to mess this up. The thing is, per Andrew's logic and rules, he can't think it's a good film because it's basically Sherlock Holmes, but a mouse. No. Therefore, it can't be well, that good because I've no, seen it before. Damn, Andrew. Fuck him up, dog. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's great. The movie, it, all the comments are like, it's one of the greatest underrated movies of all time. Yeah, I don't and think it's, it's underrated. I think it's right where it needs to be. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about the Great Mouse Detective. But the problem is the majority true. hasn't seen it. And if it's that great, everyone should see it. Yeah, that's true. Some people have never seen that movie. It's like if like Stephen came to us and said, oh, this anime film from Korea or Japan is really good, 10 out of 10, but nobody's seen it. Sam is going to be like, this should get more attention because it's freaking yeah. good. Definitely. Therefore, it's underrated. Saying. All right, so that was the underrated movie list. I so I was like, okay, I want to see what TV is. What do you think the number one overrated TV show is? Breaking Bad. 
What'd you say, Matt? Well, is it like cable TV or just, just doesn't cable streaming? TV? This is doesn't include well, streaming. It just says TV shows. Uh, um, I guess I probably, uh, I probably yeah, just streaming three, three guesses. Streaming. So I, I mean, one. I would say Breaking Bad, Squid okay. Games, or SNL, The Walking Dead. Throw that in there too. Ooh, that's a good one. That's overrated. Um, it is the it is Family Guy. Hmm. Family Guy on this list. Uh, has that's weird. A, it's a weird place. Oh, it's yeah, a weird it is. place to see it. Yeah. And the second one is the Kardashians. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Don't Definitely recognize that as a TV show. Rest in yeah. peace of that show. Is it over? I thought they just announced like a new season. Not with that show, no. Different this show, show I want to hear what you guys' thoughts. Number and by five, the way, I don't think it's overrated. It's if you watch it, it's actually pain or pain to watch. Yeah. <laughs> For the record. Somebody clipped that. Uh look, it? hey, look, say what you want. Say what you want. But I'm on the majority here because they get millions and millions and millions and millions of people to watch it every single time. For sure. You two are the outcast. I'm the one saying, hey, <sighs> I'm with the majority. It's actually an a entertaining show, believe it or not. Especially, it's, dude, it was peak. When you saw, oh, it's when, peak. listen, listen, when you saw Kanye West, Lamar Odom, and Travis Scott at the same dinner table, you were just like, I just want to know what uh, happens in this situation. Yeah, uh, right that is true. That is true. I want to know what you guys' thoughts on number five being friends is the most overrated. 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 That should be number one. That's the most overrated show of all time. All mm. time. It could be one or two interchangeable with Seinfeld. Yes. Seinfeld hits the overrated mark a lot. Seinfeld There's some key the episodes. Game. I some hate key. him. Look, so obnoxious. It's no Martin or Fresh Prince. But oh, not even close. Without Seinfeld, there is no Martin or Fresh Prince. Dude, Martin was a banger, bro. I love Martin. Martin's the greatest sitcom I've ever seen in my life. Andrew, what do you think is the number one overrated show? You you say Seinfeld? Yes. He said Seinfeld. Hate that man. What what about you, Matt? What would you say the number one overrated show is? Um, I would say what I said before. Um, I just said it. Uh, what are we talking about before this? <laughs> friends, friends. Okay. Well, friends, so friends, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, for me, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get freaking killed for this. But Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones is number four on that list. For overrated, it's overrated. For overrated. Yeah, yeah. The ending just shit their pants. And the, the end of that, game, it was just terrible. And you pitiful little souls who had no lives for eight years got disappointed for no reason. Yeah, it was terrible. All right, uh, so these ones are are underrated, and I've never seen any of these shows. I've heard of them and never seen them. The first one being Supernatural. Have you guys ever watched Supernatural? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I heard it had a huge following. Didn't really care for it. I, I know it's about like demons and all that other stuff. It's still mm-hmm. running. Is now. it still running? Mm-hmm. Dang, good for them, man. Make that it's, money. I so AT and T had a TV in the back, um, and mm-hmm. they used to they used to just be on. I don't know how or why, but. Um, and like I like catch it during lunch. I'm like, no, this isn't isn't that bad. Uh, it's not that great either, though. So I mean, I don't know if it's underrated, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's it's it, comments like this best show ever, casting no. crew amazing. <laughs> like like yeah. he knows the casting crew personally. Yeah, right. Uh, and there's some, best there's some, production ever. ever. <laughs> it says the actor uh, uh, the actors have so much chemistry, nailed. And then so it yeah, just they've been like doing it for like thirty years. Of course they're gonna know, right? And the the two main guys they they play brothers. So if I didn't have chemistry, it'd be a real yeah, issue it was, there. It wouldn't work. <laughs> have you guys ever watched a show called Firefly? 
Uh, no, but heard I, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, they say it's one of the... I, a lot of people It, it only had, like, one season. Really? Another one is Angel. Like Number five is that show Angel. Never seen it. Lump wouldn't. that in with Buffy. No. No. Yeah, Buffy. Trash. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Slayer? Yeah, but, like, what, what do you mean lump it in with Buffy? Like, It's, like, it's, the same story. They, yeah. they, they correlate together. It's, like, he's, uh, he's, Arrow. He's, it's a spinoff. He's a character yeah. from Buffy. That show's terrible. Um, I don't agree with number seven being Futurama. I don't think it's underrated. I think people put Futurama exactly where it is. It's a good show, but it's not underrated by any means. Um, do you guys ever watch Scrubs? Number six. Yeah, That's Scrubs underrated. is good. Yeah, Scrubs I good. like Scrubs. Um, that 70s show is number 10 of underrated. Wildly underrated. I was trying to find a show that's a banger that people and then after that it gets into like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it gets into Malcolm in the Middle, Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's that's a good one. That's a great one. show. Yeah. So so these were just some of the over and underrated things that, that I came across. The horror list was terrible. Like I, I didn't even want to pull it up. There were just weird Sharknado. And I was like, what who is scared of Sharknado? This is a weird sci-fi movie, but yeah. That's what I had for um, the over and underrated. To be honest with you, that let's, I think uh, a lot of let's for... stick right here real quick. What are shows that we think are underrated? Mm. I think uh, a lot of people still. I still to this day, I feel like a lot of people don't give the Peaky Blinders enough credit. Uh, mm. It doesn't get mentioned on some of the greatest shows, of, the greatest shows of all time. Uh, I'm not saying it is the greatest show of all time, but it it should be up in the top top ten of most people. And I know a lot of people who've never watched that show. Uh, that's what that's a TV show I would say is probably a super underrated, okay. overrated. Uh, I was Breaking Bad. I'm not a big fan of Breaking Bad. I thought it was terrible acting for overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an underrated show. Based on the newly learned definition of underrated, brought to you strictly from the goat, uh, would be a show called Counterpoint. Call Counter Counterpart. 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 J.K. Simmons. Show? Yep. J.K. Simmons. It's on Amazon Prime. Very cool. Very cool premise. Um, even if you just watch like the first episode, it's like. It's it's up there with like Inception and Tenet kind of vibes, if you will. Um, but definitely, more people need to know about that one. That was a good one. Yeah, it looks good. I like the cast. The cast looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks like a good one. And it's on. You said it's on Prime. Prime. I'm gonna have to check that out. It looks good. Oh. So Matt, you were saying that you haven't watched any of the new um, Secret Invasions. I've not. Why, why? What about Secret Invasions is not pulling you in? Is it? I blame Nick Marvel. Fury? I blame, no, blame not Nick Marvel. Fury. I blame Marvel because, um, I mean, to like their credit, like what they're trying to do. I know nothing about the show, uh, yeah. outside of like what it's based off of. But I got really turned off when. The writer came out two weeks ago and said that Marvel instructed them not to read any secret invasion issues to prepare for this. Yeah. Uh, so that really threw me off, which means that it might be anything like 
you know, anything like what I'm looking at um, or like what I'm used to, which it's true. I mean, it's a, that's a, 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 what's the word? That's an entitled fan opinion um, yeah. from someone who usually isn't very entitled when it comes to these kind of things. But Secret Invasion, I hold near and dear to my heart because it's very, it's a very special great, comic book run. Great storyline. Um, but then I saw also this week how there's dismembered parts of certain things and people that they bring back uh, as scrolls to um, like create one super scroll, um, which again, super scrolls are probably going to end up being the big bad at the end of the show. But I don't want to be put together that way. I want them to be kind of. Yeah a gladiator from his planet that wants his people to thrive making an amalgamation of things become an abomination. We've seen that many times. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now I will tell you what is intriguing. It is Nick Fury specifically. He looks like he's very like defeated and very um, like just out of his element and, and almost like Nick Fury, the guy who knew and saw everything doesn't know what's going on for once. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how they do what they do with that, and I, I will watch it probably this week at some point. Um, I don't know if Maria Hill's in it. I don't know she how I'm, she's she in is. it. So mm-hmm. I, she's a good actress, and she plays Maria very well. So I'll watch her for that as well. I don't know how I feel about Don Cheadle in there. Um, I, there's just certain things I'm like I, I don't know. And the thing is, like the stakes are like how how high can the stakes be if a scroll isn't someone like Peter or. Mm-hmm strange or someone like that and mm-hmm. i think they're not going to go that route so um it'll be good for the background of like what happens with like the, with the shield and oh someone's dog is barking loud um it'll be good to see like what they do with the background of the shield and what yeah, i'm sure yeah. they're gonna bring valentine in so they can bring up the uh thunderbolts so interested to see how that works as well but i don't know there's 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 just not a lot in terms of like the continuity that that's gonna like intrigue me to come watch it as an MCU project, yeah. As a standalone yeah. show, if I take it as that, which I will, um, then I'll watch it. But right now, in my head, it's 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 weird. This is the first time it's happened to me in a long time where I can't get out of my head what I thought it was going to be and, and what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you guys both know, I don't usually go with that kind of mentality. Yeah, I don't want to go in there with that. that. Yeah, I don't want to go with that kind of mentality, and then I rate it incorrectly and just bash it yeah. because I want this certain standard. So. I think mm-hmm. this week I'll probably get into it and 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 go with the clean a clean slate in my mind. I'm uh, giving it a couple of weeks, but I've seen people say it's good. I mean, I, I've I've seen mm-hmm. nothing but good things about it. I fell asleep on the first episode. If that makes you feel any better, you fall asleep in Aquaman too, and it's a pretty no, cool I didn't movie. fall asleep in Aquaman. And you still uh, don't watch Shazam either. So the second Shazam, I haven't seen. I saw the first one. Uh, what it, I thought it was a pretty good spy show. Like for if if you go in there thinking. Um, the stakes are not high. It's That's, more of a, a vendetta kind of movie, not so much of like world domination. They're trying to give off that vibe of world domination, but I felt I got more of the vendetta of feeling in a spy thriller. Did you get the same thing, Andrew? Kind of like mm, a like a no, old school I, I kind of vibe. Similar. So the beef that I have with it is it it doesn't feel like the rest of Marvel. It, it feels mm. like this is a show. Let me sprinkle some Marvel characters, sprinkle some people. Yeah. And and that's where it's, it's hard for me because to Matt's point, there's not, at least from what I've seen, there hasn't been anything stake-wise 
I don't anticipate there being anything too high to where it's like ground shaking, earth shattering. Yeah. And 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 that's kind of what it needed to be to be secret invasion. Yeah, right. Like someone someone needed to die, and then it, this this is how it came out. And yeah, and so it just and and I like what I've seen, but I don't like what I've seen as a Marvel yeah. piece. Like it's it's a very cool concept. If it was like not the squirrels. Yeah, that's that's the, if it was just like them and Hydra, I think it would be so much cooler. You know what I mean? I know Hydra's done, but mm-hmm. like I th- that kind of vibe, I think would be way cooler. Hydra's but, never done. I know Hell Hydra. Um, I don't know, next year at the CDL is going to take. Uh, oh, not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, what is it? Uh, but it it is. I do like the the thriller of the detective kind of spy kind of thing. Um, I do love that Nick Fury is slow. He's not um, one step ahead of everybody. Like, and it's just like, really, you knew that that guy was going to do that at that. St- it, it, Nick Fury does look slow. I don't. I th- sometimes I think it's it's more of a show for him. Um, but it I, is I, a I, show I, for him. It is. Yeah, it it's is about him. Samuel Jackson's executive producer. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's the show about Nick Fury. I'm saying he's putting on a show oh, for okay, people gotcha. around him who think he's slow. The reason why I say that is because every turn, someone's going, oh, Fury looks like he lost his step. Fury looks like he lost his step. The lady that he talks to, remember mm-hmm. the, the clock lady? Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to give away stuff. And then even uh, Hill, you lost your step. You lost your step. The drunk guy at the bar talking shit to him. Um, I feel like he, he looks like he lost his step, but I don't think he truly did. I haven't seen episode two, so I could be completely wrong, mm-hmm. but um, I don't feel like it's a world ending, like superhero have to get involved kind of story though. That's why, I, that's why I feel like it doesn't matter. But then I also feel like this is a show building up for the Marvels for, is it called the Marvels? Mm-hmm. The new one? I feel like this show is just a long intro to introduce that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know why I have this feeling. I should. It should, but I just have this feeling that we're not going to get a great story because it's just going to go build up and then you have to watch the Marvel movie to to finish the storyline and it's going to kind of suck to invest. You know? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think Marvel's going to do that. Um, they're they're very adamant about the, in the beginning anyway. Feige is very adamant about keeping these things like the shows uh, separate, not separate per se, but you don't have to go in there looking or see anything to know what's going on in yeah. vice versa. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But I think that was Wanda, no division shows exactly what happens that leads to that moment. You don't have to know anything about WandaVision outside of them loving each other. And then in episode four and five they show the flashback of why Wanda did what she did. So it's it explains itself. Uh anyways, so the <laughs> That that my big thing too is Fury looks like Fury in the Marvels and looks like this here. Yeah. Uh, so where do we leave? Like, where, where where's the timeline with this whole situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and does Fury just like clean up and go back to space after like knowing that scrolls are down here on Earth? Yeah, and, and and it breaks down saying that he has not left since Endgame. He's been in space since Endgame. Yeah. Like. 
Like the it says that like he's straight that he does not leave and everybody goes man what brought you what what got you to leave because nothing Spider Man all that stuff all that all those situations he didn't even want to come for that you know what I mean That's, mm -hmm. he sent the scrolls and so that means that this is a life or world ending thing but it doesn't kind of feel like that you know what I mean it it's kind of weird like it, they're making it seem like it's a huge deal but. Yeah, I don't no know. Stakes. There's yeah, no there's stakes. no. It feels like there's no stake in the game, you know. But then they but keep they're, referring. They're, every look, every every MCU TV show hasn't had a big grand reveal until the fourth or fifth, maybe even sixth episode. Um, Loki, it, the first four episodes of Loki had no stakes. They were just chasing somebody. Yeah. Uh, the first three or four episodes of WandaVision, they had no stakes. She was just living her life. It's, yeah. This is just the formula for the MCU TV shows. They don't want you to know what's going on until it happens. The only one that had stakes in the beginning was Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that show was the worst out of all of them. Yeah, even even yeah. Shield had no stakes definitely, up until yeah. definitely underrated episode show. three or four. So, what the Winter Soldier? Don't yeah. engage. Don't engage. Don't engage. Don't engage. Don't engage. <laughs> don't engage. No, uh, uh, there is a lot of stuff that goes down in this first episode. I I was like, damn, they added, they did all of this in the first episode. There, there's a lot of people losing lives in this first episode so it was pretty impactful but i still didn't feel like it was crazy you know what i mean like i felt like it was like in a little town things were happening not on a worldwide you know what i mean but i it's just the first episode I, like i said i haven't seen the second one maybe i'm completely wrong i probably am um on my take but yeah it's so far in the first episode i enjoyed it i i think it's gonna be a one of my favorite shows because of the tone. They're but promising some kind of crazy scroll of it at the end. Not not them like Marvel specifically, but all the all the insiders are like there is actually a big twist yeah. at the end. And I, if, I it's put Rody, my, uh, if it's Rody, it's that's not the twist, that's shocking. Yeah. Um so we'll see. Maybe so, it's like Fury again. So I, I yeah, that'd be tight. Um I put my before the show started, we me and a couple of the buddies thought about who's gonna be the big reveal. I, I kind of picked um, Brody because of that he's in every scene in this damn show. So it's like, how are you going to have him in every scene and then not have him change? You know what I mean? So that's your that's your side of hand guy right there. Watch the that's hands. your that's your look over here. I'm going to be yeah. the big scroll guy. So that everyone else who's over here has been like how long isn't True. suspected. I think Brody's yeah. too obvious. Brody and. Um, Agent Maria Ross Hill. are too obvious. I actually think Maria Ross? Hill is not the obvious choice. If if it was Maria Hill, that'd be a big deal, in my opinion. Um, if it's a different scroll than what we've seen before. The problem with, with Hill and Fury is we've seen them as scrolls, and that shocking nature we had of them being scrolls has already passed because mm -hmm. of yeah, of far from home. Yeah. And then yeah, so I don't want to ruin anything because you're you haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I'll yeah, watch, it, watch it this week and, and I'll I'll catch up to episode three as well. I just yeah. this last week I had every day kind of got relaxed at the end of the day because i have a not the sun doesn't give me stress but as us three being fathers we like to have a little bit of hour and a half two yeah. hour time at the end of the night yeah mm -hmm. uh, so it's just been not in the cards i know probably should stop watching the flash again even though i love it so far uh and just uh, switch to secret invasion um but man the flash is just so, the first four seasons of the flash are just so good so good yeah we are season five yeah, really good not good. Yeah, that's where it falls off. I stopped watching it after season three. I I, I just 
I had so much else I was watching, and I was like, this means nothing to me. It's just a good show. And Man, season one was so good. Season one is chef's kiss. It got the, thing about, the only thing about the, the first four seasons was um, a speedster, a speedster, a speedster. Uh, mm, I don't care. It was great. But, but they made it all uniquely different mm-hmm. up until we got to um, Zav- Savitar. No, sa- that, that was great. That season was great, in my opinion. No, I, uh, I liked it too. I'm just trying yeah. to think of where you're the like, one after that when they had Godspeed. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's when it got like okay, we, we've seen we've seen this. This is like the reverse flash all over again. Uh, yeah, you're muted. Who's the director of, of the Flash show? Do you know? I don't I figure there's I, probably I, a lot of directors because it's a yeah, TV show. I would think, man, whoever did those first couple seasons should have done the movie, dude, because. Or at least helped with the storyline because that storyline was terrible. But I was reading um, this morning that uh, what's the guy's name who directed the Flash movie? I always say his name weird. Andre Muschietti. That guy. Um, he, he was he did an interview or he did something where he was talking about the deleted scenes or deleted stuff that they had. They were talking about Reverse Flash. They were talking about when he took over. There was scenes or scenes written in some kind of recordings of, of a different like bad guy or something like that. Um, and that when yes. he came in, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting a little bit, but then I thought that's too much in one movie, like having another villain and having the dark flash and having this flash point kind of thing. I think it would just been way too much in a two hour or an, I don't even, I can't remember how long the movie was. But, I mean, we've we've seen it not be too much. It's not too much in the Flashpoint Paradox movie. Yeah, but I just think they did a terrible job of like the whole like every time there's an Aquaman, there's Jason Momoa kind of thing. Like it just felt weird. Like they could have just I felt for some reason I'm like you could have just tweeted us like anytime there's Aquaman, it's in the world, it's Jason Momoa because I just felt like that would have been better than me wasting two hours for a movie. That that's pretty much all we got. That wasn't well. That wasn't just the point of the movie. Yeah, that was just I, that was I, I get it. Scene. But it's like that's pretty much what we're walking away with, you know. That there, if there's a Bruce Wayne, it could be anybody. If it's an Aquaman, it's Jason Momoa. You know, that's at the end of it. That's pretty much the message that I got from watching the Flash. That you know, that's what 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 kind of was a bummer. But besides that, anybody got any news? Anything they want to bring up? Any I mean, if we're in the DC realm, yeah, we could talk about the new casting of Superman. You have uh, what's his name, David Cornsweet and Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane. Okay, Um, just looking at the pictures, like I'm not very skeptical. I think I think both are good (laughs) cast. They literally got baby freaking Henry Cavill. Of course, that's skeptical. It's a freaking mini Henry Cavill. That's all he is. Uh, I mean, I think he's got some differences than than Henry, but at the same time, I don't think he can do better than Henry. So getting something that's close to him is that's okay with me. He's a baby Henry Cavill. They they got him because he looks like Henry Cavill. You know why he looks like Henry Cavill? Because Henry Cavill is Clark Kent. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, he does look just like Henry Cavill, Matt. Like, identical. Maybe Henry Cavill. I I will say that the uh, the Lois Lane is a much better casting than uh, Amy Adams. 
Never was never was on the Amy Adams train for for Lois Lane. She's a good uh well no, never mind. Um so corn sweat. Where do I where do, where do I begin with the corn sweat? Yes, let's begin. Uh 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 well I mean he, at first I was cool with it. Yeah, he looks like a baby he looks like a baby Henry Cavill. It's it's fine. Then I saw a tweet that he made, and I'm skeptical now. If he has any kind of voice or input whatsoever, in it's like baby Henry Cavill, literally. Um, I'm skeptical in the fact that he tweeted out that he loves Henry Cavill's Superman. Uh, he loves the dark, gritty Superman that that we got from the Snyder universe. And then he said, "But if I'm gonna play him, I hope he's uh, happy, bright." Uh, more positive outcome, Starboy kind of. I'm like, dude, I don't want, I don't, I don't want a Captain America that can fly. I want Superman. I want the man who, when he needs to shout out, he does. Not a man who holds back. The dark, greedy. Yeah, but I think Superman holds back a lot. He has to. But that's not the, that's not the point. The dark, greedy gavel that would just like whoop ass whenever he needed to. He doesn't want that. <laughs> I don't think you're going to like this next Superman movie then. You're muted again. Come on. Sorry. Get it I'm together. To not type into the screen. You know what I mean? It's like having barking dogs behind me. You know, I'm trying not to have that happen. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel on either way. I want dark and gritty, but then I do want the classic Superman where he's like the Boy Scout. I think that's going to be cool. But if you're, if you're going to be building a universe, I don't know if the – if the Boy Scout Cap uh, Superman is going to be the best direction, I think if you're doing like a well, standalone, and, and, and the thing is, again, this is why I hope Cornstar doesn't have much of a say. I hope he's just like kind of casted. Uh, yeah. You can do both. The I told you the material that 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 James Gunn's pulling from, which is All Star Superman, my favorite comic book run maybe ever, but definitely for Superman. So like, I don't have your things. I don't want this Boy Scout. I just want to mix. I want I'm, I'm a guy who, when things need to get done, he does them. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I can be this nice guy. But yeah. I don't need to see him saving cats from trees. So here's where I think this first movie is going to be like very Boy Scout. Like I, I feel like I feel like we're going to get the the picture perfect Boy Scout version of Superman, and I'm hoping to Matt's point. That there's some, whether it's learning the truth of Krypton, like something that makes him realize that there's more at stake than just taking care of this planet. And I hope that's where they go to build their their universe, um, because I think that I think DC is going to need to quickly reach outside the Earth to make it have stakes. Hell no. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go the pendulum swing. I think with this first movie, they're gonna go. Um, there were everything so positive and neat, and then they're gonna have to pendulum swing to something dark and gritty. Um, and I don't think it. I don't think it works. I don't think. You're, you're I, taking, I think when you leave Earth, you're taking out the characters that that that. You're taking out one of the biggest IPs first off, which is Bruce Wayne yeah. and all the Bat family. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that. That's already gonna be a conflict of interest of like. I know Batman can go to space, but how viable is it to put him in space every single time something happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you're also thinking of more grounded characters like even the Flash, 
like everyone that's 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 Aquaman's from Earth. Like but they, the, the are, things need to come to isn't Earth. Isn't the storyline the new gods? New gods come to Earth. <laughs> that's God, what I'm yeah. saying. Is it's not necessarily and that outside, isn't but... that isn't the storyline. New gods was that that movie was. That's the, that's the theme of the of the phase. Yeah, that's gods what I'm and gods and gods and monsters. Gods and monsters. Yeah. That's what it is. Gods yeah. and monsters. But yeah, that's yeah. that's metaphorical for gods, Superman, and that level of people. And then mm-hmm. monsters is going to be whatever comes through to fight Earth, but it should or, not leave or, Earth. Yeah, I I don't think they should leave. Earth. I don't think leave Earth. I think they the threat needs to be outside of Earth. That oh, okay. Earth. That makes perfect no. sense. Then no, no. I think I think sense. the threat should be on Earth specifically. If you want a Boy Scout Superman, you make him a Boy Scout for the Earth. That's where you get your Boy Scoutness from. Yes, I, I agree with that. But I, I'm thinking as again as they're building their universe, it's got to be an outside Earth threat that comes. So, to do Earth. you think they go Lex Luthor for this new movie coming up? They do you think they go Lex Luthor as being an earthly villain, or do they? Uh, do they? I mean, they. They have such an easy villain with a brainiac. Give us a brainiac that comes to Earth, and it's no, it's easy, easy. It's you're just I think it's, the problem is you're starting out with the biggest thing you can go with in Superman, and you go, you, where do you go from there? Yeah. Dark side. That's, yeah, that's not a Superman two villains. Villain. That's not a Superman side. villain though. You're like you're you're, you're this is a, a Superman film. It needs to be a small, not small per se. A, a grounded threat that is specific Superman that's not anywhere near a crazy like first off, if he's gonna be young, he is not talented enough to fight Brainiac and win. I'm sorry. That's the first thing. The Maybe second thing is second thing is dark side. Cool. Dark side is not a Superman specific I know, he's person. A Justice League villain. Like you have to start some like, I think Lex Luthor is the only place you start with, honestly. Yeah. But we've been given Lex Luthor so many times. Not in the last like tw- the Man of Steel didn't bring any Lex Luthers in that were the Nun first off, and then BVS that wasn't Lex that was just a madman. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. His name was Lex Luthor. It was Lex, but the guy didn't play. Kevin Spacey. Lex you and Luther. I both know that the that the difference of a character being a character versus being named character are very different. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's are you the... going to call the guy from FF the new one, uh, Doctor Doom? I'm still not going to. <laughs> That's just yeah. some character they wrote that put the name Doctor Doom on it. No, that was Doctor Doom. I'm muted <laughs> myself the rest of the night. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so I, I do think it's going to be Lex Luthor. It has to be because it's going to show the good uh, Boy Scout boy, you know, the f- small town family man, and then it's going to show like the corporate corruption in in Lex so, Luthor. And I think that's where they go. What about it. this thought? What if they go down like the the Smallville path where it's um, childhood friends that now have to become enemies. Yeah, the Lex Luthor. They they could do that run where maybe he knew him. I don't, I don't know, but I don't think they're going to go mega ultra threat because it's too soon, too fast. And I think they they're going to try to this time take it slow, so they're not going full speed into a direction. If it doesn't, if 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 it doesn't work out in this movie, or it does, and it just doesn't hit right. They could still pivot where if they go straight into Brainiac or Dark Side, it's that's too big of a jump to pivot from. You know what I mean? So I think they're gonna go low key and add uh Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor's, and, he's not I don't consider him to be like a super low key villain. Like he's still pretty 
Yeah, but he doesn't have like, magical powers, and he's not. You know what I mean? He's an Earth villain. That he's the, the anti Bruce you, you Wayne. Need, you need to understand what this movie is, and I think you're not understanding it. It's a new Superman, a young Superman, a first time we see Superman. Lex is not at the level he needs to be at to be what you're talking about as a threat. He's also new to this world as well now. He doesn't understand Superman yet, therefore he can't counteract him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand technology yet to the scale he would ten years from this date now. Like you want the, the you want just to drive in like head head first into like peak Superman, which is not what the movie's gonna be. Yeah, I know. There's no way. No way. I think he. I think it's going to be like that. Learning. Sounds like we're going to get cat saves, and that's my point. Stopping an airplane from falling out of the earth. Exactly. I don't watch that, but that's what's going to come to me. Yeah, we're going to definitely see him save the train. We're going to definitely see him save the plane. You're going to see like a dam or something. You know, they better say that line. I hope they do. That'd be fire. But I can definitely see that. I really hope not. But then it's the same time you can't go gritty with this story unless they're just using the name of. You can, so the, 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 the again the thing is you can go both routes you can and where I think if they're gonna go like Boy Scout Superman is they need to give a non Boy Scout like villain so like yeah this is like a long shot but just still in the dark like like <laughs> I think for a first time Superman villain of a young Superman who's really dark and gritty that can bring that edge to it is Lobo yeah bring in Lobo like if, if you want Lobo. if you want a small grounded character who's a big enough threat to threaten uh what's it called whatever what's the city called metropolis metropolis, metropolis. lobo's your guy he's going to bring darkness and grittiness to the film while maintaining superman's boy scoutness boy scoutness lobo's the guy if if you think about it I'm not doing lobo I think Lobo's too much of a reach for the outer dimension kind of thing. He's space cowboy style. Like I think that's going to be too much of a. It would be cool. It I would mean, be cool with like a flying motorcycle. I'm going based yeah. upon what James Gunn has said, which is I want Lobo, and I want him quick. So uh, I can see that James Gunn has said that, and if Aquaman, not Aquaman, Momoa has come out and said they're making my dream project, which he's already said his dream project is Lobo. I can see them going straight to Lobo pretty quickly here, and Zaytana. And to be honest with you, if they want to compete, if they want to compete with Marvel, they should go for those two characters specifically. Yeah, but is this is this movie going to be based where there's there already he already knows there's other superheroes, or is this movie going to be based where he just knows that he, it's just him? It's a it's a it's a as far as I know, it's a clean slate. It's just him. And see, and Gunn has come out and said they're they're very far away away from casting Bruce, so we're not going to see Bruce anytime soon. Either. No, no, I don't. I and I hope they wait. Um, see, and that's why I feel like with that being said, I think they take the safe route and they go Lex Luthor, and I think their Lex Luthor is the villain behind the scenes. And I think there's going to be something else. Um, and what then if they the give Lex- us Lobo, but using drones, and it's Lex Luthor. There. So, That's gonna be uh, today. There it is. So I think that's what is the most logical yeah. step because that opens up the door to other villains like Bizarro, um, Doomsday. That 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 Lex literally is like what brings people to fight Superman because he can't yeah. do it. So like Lex is the only person that makes the most sense in terms of like the big bad. Um, but it'll be groundwork. It's not gonna be anything like 
Yeah. It's going to be I, a film where you see Superman, like, be a Boy Scout and, like, yeah. Like, and then yeah, it's going to eventually. And then and then when he comes down, he's going to be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to be. No, I don't think it's going to be that cheesy, but I do think they're going to take their time. I think it's going to be cheesy. Really? You think it's going to be that cheesy? I think James Gunn has no problem going cheesy. But I think if 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 anyone can make cheesy work, it's James Gunn. He's done it. I just don't know how you swing that in your universe to like save four movies down. He just went from Boy Scout to like a drinking problem. You know what I mean? Like yeah, how is it? How is that one line? Space that one line. I've had to hold back my entire time. Now I don't have to hold back. That's yeah. it. True. That is true. Easy. But all right, well, that was uh, I guess our news for today. We're gonna kick it over to the expert, and who is that? My guy Matt. So Matt's gonna break it down for his expert topic of the day. What you got, Matt? Floor is yours. Okay, so as I scroll through TikTok today, I see some interesting things uh, about across the Spider Verse. But this isn't about across the Spider Verse. But I'll lead to what's gonna what the question is. so I saw someone say today that Cross the Spider-Verse is um, disappointing and is not what they went in to see. And that most fans and most the everyday person does not want to go see Across the Spider-Verse and see what they saw. So what he was referring to is that people go – no, not the cliffhanger. People go into films that are animated – to have nothing but fun and laughs and witty, corny jokes. And mm-hmm. my topic, gentlemen, is wh- what is he talking about? Like animated films are a film. Like like animated films are a film at the end of the day. Yeah. So when he says that, I'm thinking in my head, well, we've had two – like we've had Beauty and the Beast before in the past be nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had Frozen in the past, nominated for Best Picture. What about those things don't scream a serious cinematic film to you? And how disrespectful is it to the artists and people that made this film to think that people just want to go Extremely watch a cheesy film? Extremely. I, so. I don't think that's any of it, uh, to be honest with you. I, I I think it's more of a political kind of stance on the movie because that's the, what, you're, what you're bringing up is like this. The, I've heard on YouTube and like little clips on like uh, Instagram and stuff about people kind of bringing up the same topic. Uh, so before, about, but real quick, before you continue on with that, he's a black gay man. <laughs> so yeah, that's, so what's weird because it, I don't think it comes from the aspect of political of any aspect of the, what the film brings specifically, which we won't get into, but there's mm-hmm. a thing in the film that everyone talks about. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it came from that area. I just think he doesn't know. What's the thing in the about. film? There is a there's a sign about just like somebody's beliefs, you know, written on a wall, and huh. it's it, either left, right, center, up and down. It's just someone takes a kind of like a political stance on on um on the topic, but I don't think it drives the storyline. It's just like a thing, just background kind of yeah, thing, just yeah. background thing. Hmm. But but a lot of people who don't agree or disagree or agree or whatever, some people found problems. So with I mean, it. Here, here's the problem with with and it's a big modern day cinematic problem is people are reading into expecting to have these narratives in there and it it doesn't have to be like i i love 
across the Spider-Verse. I love Into the Spider-Verse because they're good written stories. Yeah. Not only that, but you could pause the movie at any second and you have like a cover of a comic book. And that's oh, what they dude. were going for. Like they're like especially in Into the Spider-Verse, like there are specific times where there's like a half a second's pause that's like pause here, you got a screen you got a screenshot of a comic book. Yeah. And and, and like the second one, it rang so true to me because like as a parent, there was a lot of like parent um topics in it. And it was like your kids are gonna grow up, like, and what they're doing with the story, what makes it so good is the story is growing up. Miles is growing up, like he's going from a child from the first one who's yeah. not tall enough to be Spider-Man to now someone who's tall enough to be Spider-Man, and he's changing and evolving with it. I think that's great too. I think it also opens up uh, communications with parents and kids. Uh, I, I, it, my kids ask me questions about the first movie, and I, I haven't watched the second one, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's done. One thing I can tell you this: not going I, since I haven't seen the movie, I can tell you that the animation and the music on point. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I wrong? Um, is, the music in the first one is better, in my opinion, but okay. the art styles in this one, so good. Why, why, why are you squinting? Matt's, Matt's giving why, you why the why you I'm not gonna lie. This new soundtrack. Tell me the first. The, the first soundtrack isn't every song slaps. No. That. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, you're right about that part. Let me clarify yeah. that. But that you're gonna say is better than this one? No. No. So wait, you guys this one. I think I think like the actual disagree. written. I, no, yeah, no, hold on, hold on, on. So we, we have to we have to clarify. I'm talking about like the actual various artists songs that are in into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. In, in terms of the actual score, like the written composition of the score, two I'm, takes I'm it hands down. But the yeah, various yeah, artists number saying. one is is by far better. No. Yeah. No. Uh so I've not seen it, but I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot, and it is. A banger soundtrack. So I want to see if it, all those songs are implicated into the movie. They if they are. are, then I think it's going to be a banger. I don't know if they're as implicated as the first one, though. The first scene, where I'm, without giving away too much, where Gwen's oh, walking in the bus, is uh, really like one of the best songs in the entire animated series of the Spider Verse that's come out. And it's the first. It's in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah, I I get that. But when I hear Sunflower beginning start, I think of that movie. You know what I Listen, mean? Listen, I think of Miles. Sunflower, Wake Up Danger. No, Dude, Wake like, Up Danger. Andrew, Come on, Danger, bro. Andrew is Come completely on. discrediting this entire film. The end song on the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger for, song is really. You good. will forever remember that song. The really? uh, yes. Now the score is stuff it, is one thing, right? Because like the is spot, it, his is it as is incredible, mm-hmm. like. It's this movie sounds better to me than the last one, and the last one sounded great. It's nothing mm-hmm. against the last one. It's just, this is just, it's just better. I this don't know if there's better. anything that top "What's Up, Danger." Like, dude, "What's Up, Danger" is a big. That's that's a, and then when they tie in the 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 composition what's into up, it, danger? the yeah. pop, the the, 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 the get yeah, the nostalgia it. out of your head of that song. You love that song because Miles on the side of the building. Growing up for the first time on film, running on the the Jordan, 
but that's why you like that song. It's not because the song, yeah. that song actually is, in my opinion, pretty trash of a song. It just happens to be one of the shots. best parts of the film. He's just taking mm-hmm. shots, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Don't tell him. Thank you, personal. Okay, so besides the words, what's up, danger, can't stop me now, give me one line from that song. That's so great. Mm. He says it so fast, I can't remember the words. Something about speedometers. Mm. And- mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So the one scene where he jumps off the side of the building, you just know those words and nothing else because that one <laughs> no, I know. I know scene. I know the words. I just I, – I, Yeah, I, I, I don't know off the head. Uh, Let me Google it real quick. Um, there's uh, – it talks about – no, no, give me a line, not what it talks about. It talks about uh, danger and how I'm going to face it and, you know, how it can't stop me now, you know? Come on. But I, I See, I feel like the music was done better in the first one. So you got, it's just a disagreement. You got, you got, They're both very good, though. They're both what very, about the very song good, very where, good. Where, where, where Peter Parker dies? Name, what's the name of the song? Um, yeah, name it, Andrew. Give me a second. You, know, I, I, you put me on the and, spot. And, and, and sing it to me. No, you put yourself um, in the spot. You brought it up, not me. And sing it in Afraid pitch. of the Dark. It's Afraid of the Dark. The, I'm not scared. That yes. One? Uh, again. Okay. <sighs> okay. Let me. There's so the much meaning song. behind me, it. Let, let me clarify what Andrew's trying to say because he's not saying it very well. The music fit the scenes to a T and drew more emotion out of him. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah. yeah that the makes soundtrack sense. as a whole is not better. Just song for song, no scenes attached to it. This second one, besides Sunflower, is without a doubt better musically than the last one. Yeah, because I've been listening to this new one, and it it does. If you did tell me it was a Spider-Man soundtrack, I would have, I would have still listened to it. It's it's really good. But Dude, I found myself just turning on the Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. So good. <laughs> so good. I, I, need I to love. Watch I love yeah. the spots. The spots theme song is incredible. Yeah. I get chills. Like I, I get. When does it go to Disney Plus? Because I need to get my lights. If my lights are off, Disney Plus. My lights are off, and that song plays. I'm like looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's pretty tight. So, I, if this dude is really coming uh, at that kind of statement, um, and it's not political, uh, then as a person who hasn't seen the movie, there's no way you can not have fun in this movie. You know what I mean? Unless so, it's just a depressing movie the whole time. The movie's right. not it, depressing. The movie uh, and. It, it's i wouldn't say it's like uh a, a, it, it's fun for the stuff that's in there but it's not like you don't have a threat that is universal shaking you have a threat that is powerful to the main character and that's oh. what is the driving driving motive gotcha. and it, it's not like the fabric of time is getting ripped apart the fabric of somebody's personal life is getting ripped apart and that's what makes it it's it's emotional death and it's that's yeah, why yeah, it's yeah. so good character development is it yeah. more of a growth is it more of a growth movie for like the next one or is it if i if that movie came on right now i could watch it and it'd be totally fine being standalone you know what um, i mean no you you'd have to watch this one before the next one it, it's this is more of miles being miles like understanding why he is the way he is and why he ticks and all that jazz. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, I'm gonna have to go in there. And again, he's the main character. He's the spotlight. The fact that they have an infinite amount of Spider-Man, and yet you have one character who oh. just steers, just clearly stands above everybody else in Miles. First off, why do you have a why do you have a knife in your hand? I don't know. I just 
the toy knife. I thought you were getting mad at Matthew, and you were just like, <laughs> "I'm gonna cut this." Yeah. One the, the Infinite Spider-Man thing he just said. It, it's. I don't know how to like say what I'm trying to say, but like it's supposed to be focused on Miles, so of course he's gonna look better than the rest of them. Um, yeah. The same way you watch any film ever, and there's infinite people in the background of New York. The focal point no. is the person the film's mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, but I think they did that sacrifice of some characters, man. They 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 made Peter B. just there in a sense. I know he does like one or two things, but he's just there. Um, they just completely derailed and killed Ben Riley's character altogether. Like it's just. I think I think we'll get more Ben Ben Riley next. But my my point is like they have to sacrifice some good characters like to yeah. do so. Uh, they introduce. Nobody really knew that's like that's explored really in depth because they have to focus on Miles. Like the first film, we got an exploration of Peter B. and of Gwen, and end of Miles. This one, we have just pretty much Miles and a very little bit amount of like Hobie, Hobie Brown, and a little bit of Miguel. But like it just there, there got wasn't a lot of Gwen uh, though. Got a lot of Gwen, but the Gwen built upon the previous Gwen. And again, when I say a little bit of Hobie, a little bit of Miguel. It's like a little got, bit. It was great. Yeah, but my, out of a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour film, maybe maybe Man. five minutes a piece of, like, any kind of in-depth development of the character's, like, motives. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other film, it was clear that we had a character growth moment from Miles, from Peter B., from Gwen, and even from Kingpin, we had, like, an in-depth character analysis. Yeah, yeah. That's what he does. Um, yeah, he ticks. So... With that being said, I know I'm like tearing the movie apart. I think this one's better than the last one. So. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think I've, like, I've heard a lot of people say that. From from an actually, you know, I don't know if I would say it's better. I think it makes the first one better. Mm. Like, yeah, it's 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 one of those, and I think I've said this probably multiple multiple times, but it's one of those rare movies that it doesn't feel like the sequel is trying to do something way better than the first it's different and it's different good but it takes and respects the first one and enhances it that's what's up yeah the first film definitely you can go back and watch and get more out of it now because of the second Mm -hmm. that's tight i like movies that do that um the i watched um i want to say i watched no that's not true oh yeah i did i watched parts of the first lord of the rings fellowship of the ring uh, at, at at a buddy's house, and then it just ironically they were watching it because they were going to go watch Two Towers, and I wanted to go, so I went and watched Two Towers, and then when I went back and watched The Fellowship by myself to like really understand it, it made the movie like way better. I thought I thought I I felt like if I didn't watch Two Towers, I don't know, it's weird. If if I didn't watch Two Towers, I think I wouldn't have fell in love with Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I think you know I think I mean? the two towers is is where you start to really get a sense of there's a lot on on the line. Yeah, um, because you have the writers of Rohan who are just getting like mollywopped. Yeah, and, this, and you see there's there's not one bad; it's one bad with multiple forces. Yeah, uh, versus like the first one, it's just about getting the fellowship together and their journey. Like yeah. if you think about it, like that first book is is very similar to The Hobbit in the sense of it's getting the group together. What's the group doing? That's the end. Yeah. 
But what's weird is like if you don't get hooked in that, you'll never see the benefits of watching the two towers. You know what I mean? Because some people probably watch Fellowship of the Ring and was like, this is whack. I'm not watching this. Oh, yeah. I I remember people being mad that the last scene was uh, Frodo and Sam getting ready to to walk towards uh, Mordor. Yeah. And it's like people were mad because they don't understand, like, what's coming. There's a lot more. And see, watching watching Two Towers first, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And I was like, I I wanted to know why they are they here. You know, they do go, they do a pretty good job in Two Towers kind of showing a little bit. But Two Towers, I felt like was just a fight the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I went back and watched the movie, like sat down and watched it. And it, it made me put so much more respect on Fellowship of the Ring and seeing all the crazy shit that took place just to get the show started. So not to mention Howard Shore, man, he knocked that music out of the park. Yeah, they don't do that like, anymore, man. He ain't no Hans Zimmer. Uh so <laughs> my uh my hot take when it comes to this is and I'm, I you know, we can leave it here and go to the game because it's you know time constraints, yeah. but throw it out there. The Hobbit's better than Lord of the Rings. I, th- I think we have to say I'm going to agree to disagree, but I think it's because when I watched it, it was new to me and then my age. And then I would say, I'm not trying to say because you're younger, you don't know. But when when The Hobbit was coming out, I feel like that was new to him. You know what I mean? To Matt. Mm-hmm. But I, was, I could. I was like prevalent in the films when the, no, especially like, when the Two Towers came out specifically. But how um, old were you when when Two Towers came out? Like six. I don't think so. I think I'm, I was older than that. Cause Joe used to watch uh, them all the time. I was like, I was like 11, 13, 13 when Two Towers yeah, came like, out. Yeah, I was about to be. In, I was going into high school, or was in eighth grade or something like that. Two thousand two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would have been twelve. Yeah. So six. I'm about six years old. Boom. Yeah. Oh, you oh. better than you. That's that's. Okay, that's prime age for fantasy film. I don't know what we're talking about here. I just feel like it's it's it's. <laughs> I just feel like the uh, it it was the new, like. It's like right now when you're going back and watching the Harry Potter's, you're like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? It's because it's like, oh, you, you weren't there when it's like, you know we're what I mean? Different. <laughs> Way different. Way different. I know. And I was pulling it out. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> The problem is the opposite for you guys. You guys have such a strong bond and favorite part of growing up that you can't see the movies for what they are. Because I have no bond to those movies and I can watch them straight away, I can say confidently those movies aren't the greatest movies in the world, especially the first two. Not the yeah, first but you like the second one a lot more than you than you put off. That, that doesn't mean they were good. Tom Riddle reveal, you love that. I watched that's, your that's, eyes light that's, up. That's one thing of the entire movie. It's... The Hobbit was good, but I don't think it was fucking Two Towers good. You know what I mean? Like, that's one. It's one film. I, I still stand by. That's like saying. That's like saying. That's like saying the original. I like saying the original trilogy of Star Wars is good, but it's not Revenge of the Sith. Like, that doesn't mean the trilogy was better than the other trilogy. It just means that the I just feel like there was nothing in the, in the Hobbits that got me on the edge of my seat like two towers did yeah the only thing that that really and i know matt's not gonna like this the only thing that that does the hobbit wrong for me is there's 
there's a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be in there like stretching yeah. it into three films you could have you could have made it into two you could probably even made it into one there was just a lot there was a lot of filler in there say that for for most of the harry potters say that for about three hours of the first two lord of the rings films yeah all right let's get to the game yeah <laughs> i said wait before we get to the game i'm not is this just a quick thing i saw a, a a tiktok like slash meme video thing of somebody going they just confirmed the new harry potter hbo show um <laughs> and the guy goes if if Hermione or Ron or, or Harry turns to a Puerto Rican, I'm pissed. I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, because the guy's Puerto Rican. He's like, he's like, they better just keep the same people. He's like, they better not be changing it. And all of a sudden there's a Dominican person. And then and he was just going hard in the paint and it was making me laugh. I was like, man, I need to send this to Andrew. Because you know they're gonna change it and it's gonna bother Andrew so much. It wouldn't bother me. I think it would. I think it would. Uh-uh. I, I yeah, I, I don't think I'm very excited for a TV show. Yeah, me too. Just just to see a lot of stuff that was left out. Um, All right, so let's get into this game. Okay, so this game is gonna be kind of two separate games, um, but it, it'll be it should be pretty good. So the first one. I want you guys. I asked you earlier before we started your favorite game, or what your what your choice of game to relax is um, currently. So what I've done is I've partnered with ChatGBT, and we're gonna start with Matt. I want you to name ten ways that you can improve in Call of Duty. Ten. Ten ways. <laughs> like um. So I asked ChatGBT. Yeah. How do I get better at Call of Duty? And so what I want to find out is based on your how knowledge, accurate. how accurate it is versus what AI is thrown out. Okay, so before before I answer, are they are they very specific or are they almost no, broad? They're pretty they're pretty they're pretty vague. Pretty vague. Like okay. so I, I said write it in a ten uh, a ten step list. So 10, 10 things that you have to do to get better at the game. So it, I'll give you an example. That is true. Because I did one for Rocket League. Because obviously I love Rocket League. So I put, okay, tell me 10 steps to get better at Rocket League. And so it starts, one, master the basics. Two, play regularly. Three, <sighs> learn from, from better players. Four, play with teammates. That's five, the first, okay, hold on. Before, this before is, you want, that's the first five from Call of Duty as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is this next one is where it gets like specific. To where I was like, "Dang, I wasn't expecting this." So five is focus on positioning. Six, practice aerial skill. Seven, use training packs. Okay. Eight, okay. analyze replays. Nine, play in different game modes. And I'm not gonna tell you ten because it's pretty standard for every uh, everyone. Okay. But now you kind of have an idea. Okay. So mm-hmm. I mean, the first five are the same, right? Play the game often, or or a lot, or whatever. Okay. Uh, master so we'll the basics. Familiarize your yourself with the game. Yeah, master the basics. Um, play with teammates. Also, a big one in Call of Duty. Um, 
get familiar with get familiar with the maps. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just like ramble on. You yeah, can come off whenever. Um, watch other like watch pro players, other players. Okay. Um, watch vods or like your own video on <laughs> for yourself. Um, learn the meta. On what guns are good, what guns are not. Learn the game mode, which is probably just learning the game in general. Uh, How many does he have so far? Have good communication. Five. Good communication. Um, adjust your sensitivity for your settings. So wherever that entails, that broad general area. Okay. Um, might be it. I can think of okay, it's actually a pretty solid list. So here's what Chat GBT said to get better at Call of Duty. One, familiarize yourself with the game. Spend time getting to know different game modes, maps, weapons, understanding game mechanics, features you uh, that will give you a solid foundation. Two, I don't know if you touched on this one. That was one? That was like that, one? Yeah, so like that was one. Like, Holy crap. The whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty pretty intense. Two is choose your preferred game mode. So determine which game mode you enjoy the most and sure. focus on improving that particular mode, sure. whether it's team deathmatch, domination, search and destroy, or other specializing in one game mode can help develop specific strategies and tactics. Fair enough. Okay. Makes sense. Three, you, you said this one, uh, master your weapons. Select a weapon that suits your play style and practice using it extensively. Learn its recoil patterns, effective range, reload times. Regularly experiment with different attachments to find what setup works best for you. This is a pretty solid list. Yeah, it's pretty good, dude. <laughs> uh, four, you kind of touch base. You did like a, a more vague version of this, uh, but it was work on your aim. So good aim is crucial in Call of Duty. Spend time in the game's practice modes or engaging in aim training exercises to improve your accuracy. Adjust your mouse sensitivity or controller settings to find what feels comfortable. And that's kind of like where you tacked that in. Hmm. Uh, map knowledge. You said this one. Map knowledge and positioning. Learn the layouts of the maps, including common uh, choke points, high traffic areas, and advantage advantageous positions. Knowing the map will give you the edge in predicting enemy movement, flanking, and position uh, positioning yourself strategically. You talked about this next one, too. Communication and teamwork. Call of Duty often relies on teamwork, especially in objective-based modes. Utilize voice chat or in-game uh, communication systems to coordinate your, with your teammates, share information, and work together to achieve the objectives. Uh, this one you hit, too. Watch and learn. Study gameplay videos and streams from skilled players. Pay attention to their strategies, movement patterns, positioning, and decision. Yes, um, yes. This one I, can, I, don't, I don't know I if you said, chat. but... Play regularly. Consistency is the key to improving your skill. Dedicate regular time to playing Call of Duty to build muscle memory, reflexes, and game sense. Uh, I lost my spot. The more you play, the better you'll become. Uh, reflect and analyze. You said this one too. After each game, take a moment to reflect on your performance. Identify areas where you excelled and areas where you struggled. Analyze what went wrong and brainstorm ways to improve in future matches. And then 10... Stay positive and have fun. Remember <laughs> the game to enjoy the game and maintain positive mindset. 
Improvement take time, so don't get discouraged by setbacks or losses. Celebrate your successes and focus on learning <laughs> the learning process. So pretty pretty solid, huh? I was I was shocked. Yeah. Um, Steven, what did you say yours was again? I forgot. Uh, skate three. That's what I said. I love this one. Yeah. Hmm? Good luck with that one. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what it does. All right. <clears throat> I would have to, to, to skate. That's that's going to be a hard one because it's not yeah. like you picked the wrong game, brother. Uh, I think there's a there's. I think be uh, I would have to say practice regularly because that's going to be that that's a staple that has to be the one. Um, the hardest part of the game is learning controls, is which which way to flick the stick, mm-hmm. and the map patterns. Um, if you don't skateboard, the game's a little harder because you don't know where the variation of the board's going to be. So, like, once you find out like how much of a flick uh, to do a kick flip or a heel flip or like a, a pop shove it, mm-hmm. uh, once you learn that and you know how much speed or know how much of a flick you can get, that's when the game gets a little funner. So I would say um, mastering basics. Um, damn, that's kind of fun. And there's 10 of them? Mm-hmm. Damn. Some of them are pretty, like, I would not have thought about that. <laughs> um, I would say that game is big in tutorials. Is it uh, about watching, like, how to perform tricks? And like in like where and what obstacles to use those tricks, so I would say mm-hmm. I would say watching the tutorials, like really getting into the tutorials, because there's some levels or some stuff you can't do unless you watch them mm-hmm. and actually learn how to do it. And then I would say skate with other people or play with other people because that's just playing a game of skate in skate gets you better because that's yeah. how you learn tricks um the creator park i don't know building different obstacles um all right let me read I, these because these that's are cool. all i have these are yeah, cool. that's pretty much it so you got practice the basics learn tricks obviously those look here pretty easy uh control and balance maintaining control i'm pretty sure you talked about this like learning how to land or how to yeah. flick the right stick or equivalent to avoid falls um, this is where it kind of gets different. So it said, explore the environment. Skate 3 features an expansive open world with numerous spots to skate. Take the time to explore different areas and mm. find spots. Experiment with different lines. This will help you discover new tricks and challenges. That is true. <clears throat> this one, this one, I was like, wow, this is this is a reach. Uh, but watch real life skateboard videos. Watching real oh, life damn. skateboard videos or yeah. in-game footage can provide inspiration for ideas of new tricks study the techniques and style of professional skateboarders to understand the mechanics or nuances of certain moves that's understandable because like i grew up skateboarding so knowing how tricks are supposed to look Mm -hmm. it i could when we play a game of skate it's i can easily beat people because they're going for like backflip you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like once you learn a backflip that's it but when you can kickflip to a no slide like to something else because you know what it looks like and how it works, you definitely get the edge on people. But yeah, yeah I can see that. I can definitely see that. 
So then it had play with others, um, complete challenges, engage in the game's challenges and missions to improve your skills. Yeah, that's the number one right there. And then uh, record and review, take advantage of the game's recording feature to capture your own <laughs> gameplay. I forgot about the recording feature. And then one of the best too. Yeah, experiment and be creative. Skateboarding is about self-expression and creativity. Don't be afraid to try new things. Create your own yeah. tricks or combine existing ones uh, in unique ways. And then persistence and patience. Skateboarding takes time to practice to be a master. Oh, uh, Pokemon, let's, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Dude. So that was like cool. the, the first half of the game. Um, the second half good? is, and this will be brief because I know we're running low on time. Yeah. Uh, so what this is, it's the, around the same kind of narrative. I'm going to give you guys steps. And as I give them, I want you to tell me what what we're trying to learn how to do just by reading the steps. Okay. So one of the steps might be like, bring a cat to a trampoline. Okay. And then you, you, the goal is to guess what it is. And whoever knows or thinks they know what it is, um, get guess. All right. So this first one. Let's go to step one. So step one is to prepare yourself. Put on a pair of disposable gloves, a mask, and protective clothing to avoid direct <laughs> contact. PPE, pretty much to stay, you know, not getting sick. Yeah. Any guesses on? And this is like, this is a how-to and then do something. Nope. So what, say it again. Say put gloves. What was it? Yeah, so the first step is called prepare yourself. Put on a pair of disposable gloves, a mask, and protective clothing to avoid direct contact. That could be like a list of anything. It could be it could be changing the oil in your car. It could be I would have to say uh surgery. Nope. All right, we'll keep moving on. All right, Matt, you get the next guess. Uh ventilate the area. Open windows or turn on fans to improve air circulation and reduce the odor. Oh, I know what it is now. Uh, how to paint your house? <laughs> nope. That's oh, guess. damn. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right. So, Steve, you'll get the next guess. Remove solid matter. If there are any solid pieces, oh, use a disposable spoon to and carefully pick them up and place them in, in plastic bags. Avoid pushing the solid matter back into the floor or spreading it further. Is it like, to, like cleaning up a body? <laughs> no. <laughs> <What> the... <laughs> I don't know. All right, man, you got the next one. Blot excess liquid. Use disposable paper towels or absorbent materials such as cat litter or baking soda to soak up as much liquid as possible. How to clean up motor oil? Nope. You guys are getting there's closer, though. There's, there's matter. Like on the right track. So, so there's matter in it. And we're, dude, I'm fucking blown. All right, step know. five. So we're halfway through the steps. Apply a cleaning solution. Mix a solution of one part bleach and ten parts water to use, or use commercially commercial disinfectant, specifically designed for cleaning bodily fluids. Dude, it's not a body like this. <laughs> um, cleaning up 
feces? Nope. I have no idea. How to mop a floor. Nope. All right. So now we're on step six. Let it sit. Allow the cleaning solution to sit on the surface for at least 10 minutes. This should help kill any remaining bacteria or viruses. And this is a job, like someone's job, like this is what we, this is what they do. Uh, it's not like, I mean, how to. it's just a how to. Dude, I am drawing a big, <laughs> can you say that one again? That's definitely yeah. Let it sit. Allow the cleaning solution to sit on the surface for at least 10 minutes. This will help kill any remaining bacteria or viruses. Dude, the matter part is, th is throwing me off. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys a, another hint. I'm pretty sure this is something that we have all done. Like one point in our lives, we've had to do this. Put your bathtub? No. All right. Step seven is clean the area. Use a scrub brush or disposable cloth. Gently scrub the infected area. Pay attention to any crevices or porous surfaces. Clean from the outside toward the center to prevent spreading blank further. How to clean a stain? Close. That's pretty close. On your carpet? How to clean a stain on your carpet? No. That's all like the same. So this is a blank cleanup step. So you guys have got the cleanup portion of it, but now you're trying to figure out what it is that you're trying to clean up. Uh, okay, step eight, dispose the cleaning materials. Place all used cleaning materials, including gloves and paper towels or cloth in a plastic bag. Seal it tightly, properly dispose of the bag in a sealed trash container. Dude, I am drawing the biggest <laughs> blank on this shit. So it's 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 not it's not a body because mm -hmm. we've never done that. Um, oh, well, I don't, don't want to speak for you guys, but um, I've never done that. Um, let's see, it's not a stain because there's mass. There's there's matter like matter. I mean, so there's something you could like touch, and not that's not a liquid. Um, well, there's also a liquid. Also though. liquid. Yeah. Yeah. So there's also liquid. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I'm I'm getting. But then there's disease and bacteria. What Not the disease. hell? Do I, or uh, bacteria, bacteria and viruses. That's what I'm drawing a blank on. It's definitely not as easy as like then just making it seem like. I think once I tell you guys, you're going to be like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Is it so, spilling like soda? on? No, so here's step 10. Disinfect and deodorize. Apply disinfectant spray and wipe the cleaned area to further eliminate any remaining germs. You can also use baking soda or a commercial deodorize to help neutralize any remaining odors. Is dog poop. Speaking of dog Not poop. dog poop. Is it poop in general? Nope. He's already asked that. Like step four. It is. You guys ready? Yeah. How to clean up throw up. You're a sick man, Andrew. <laughs> You're a sick man. Oh my gosh. Andrew, that was actually pretty good. With that, yeah. you should do do that again, but not throw up. You know what I mean? But like I, that I, that, that game was it. actually pretty fun. 
That was pretty cool. I like the AI thing that you did, though. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I'm going to start using that. It was a chat GBT. Chat GBT. I need to start using that more. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. That Me and Andrew, me and uh, Matt both took the L on that one because we couldn't figure out how to clean up throw up. I just put paper towels over it. Call my wife. Um, but yeah, for the people who are still here or if you're coming in later, we appreciate you sticking this far to the end. Uh, like, comment, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast and Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram. Facebook. Oh, and Instagram. And then we're on Twitter, too. Um, thanks for everybody on Twitter who liked it. Um, Did you post my picture yet? No, you will see it in Twitter after this is over. You'll see the real Spider-Man and all of the his real glory. Spider-Man. Yeah, my kids were asking me, Dad, who's that on your TV screen? Because I think my monitor. And I was like, <laughs> you don't want to know that guy. But uh, you guys take it easy. Love, peace, and chicken grease. And we might be out if I can find the video. And I did. God bless.